Blog Talk Radio. Blog Good morning. Talk Radio. Wherever you are, Blog Talk Radio. All right, we got two hours of live time streaming here this morning. Good morning. How you doing? Welcome to House C Internet Radio. I'm your host, Freddie C. Howard, with my assistant, Dr. Michael McCorvey. We got a special guest on from our hometown and that we knew, that we both know all our lives. Let the people talk, Reverend Charlie Starworth. Let the people talk. Let the people talk. Uh, he's a civil rights leader, state representative, pastor, and he also does a, a radio show. Um, you can reach him at um, 860-240-18, uh, I mean 8585 or 1-800-842-8267. To call the broadcast, to get in on the conversation, you can call 563-999-3554. Again, I'm your host, Freddie Howard, Dr. Charlie McQuarrie, our assistant, the CEO of the National Association of Black Defendants. Dr. McQuarrie, you got the flow, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We're so glad this morning to have uh, the Reverend Dr. Charlie L. Stallworth with, the, with us this morning. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, the story goes that uh, when uh, his mother, uh, uh, Miss Gussie, was fixing hair, and, and uh, my mom would come up there, too, and and we would go outside to go to plan, and uh, we always had something to tell, a story to tell. So we grew up uh, knowing each other, and we went through high school together, Dad Shields, and he graduated a year before I did, And but we always had that connection, that relationship uh, back then. Uh, Reverend Stallworth uh, has done a, a great deal of, of not only ministry, uh, but a great deal of leadership throughout the country. Uh, Reverend Stalworth being uh, a state, rep- state representative from the state of Connecticut, Harper, Connecticut, that is, and working in his community as diligently as he works. We are proud to have, to be a part of this young man's life, you know, and be a part of what he has going on, you know, and he took out his time today to come to us live from Connecticut, and we're, just, we're excited about that, uh, and be a part of our show today. We, we want to say this right here to our radio listeners. Uh, what we do, uh, Brother Freddie Howard now on the radio show, what we do, we do it for you. We do it for the community. We do it to uplift the community, to bring our community back together. So uh, what we say here, what we do here, is all for the cause of bringing our community together. Thank you, uh, Brother Freddie Howard, for being there. Uh, with Block Talk Radio and uh, your co-host, I'm right here by your side, my brother. Uh, right now we're going to ask that uh, – uh, as our guests begin to come on, uh, that if you want to call in, again, I'm, uh, the number to call in to the station is 563-999-3554. That's 563-999-3554. We'd be more than happy to hear from you right here on the radio station of House C Gospel Radio Station and uh, your co-host, Reverend Michael McCorvey, um, the president of the National Association of Black Defenders. You've probably heard of on the air before with the Black Defenders. We're so glad to be a part of this show this morning. It's an exciting show this morning that we have going on, uh, bringing people together. And that's what uh, this show does. We, we thank God for that. Let the people talk. Let the people hear what has to be said when it comes to civil rights, human rights, when it, has to be, when it comes to our uh, uh, rights as citizens of the United States. Let the people talk. Let the people say uh, where we should stand in today's world. Uh, it's black Americans. So we're so excited about that. We're glad to have you with us. 
And we're going to, at this time, ask Brother Freddie Howard to come back on with a few comments, a few announcements, and then we should have Brother uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Charlie Sauber with us. Well, Dr. McCorvey, um, Brother Charlie has not called in yet. Um, we still got an hour and 55 minutes to go. Hopefully he will call in. I don't know what's going on that he has okay. not called, but uh, uh, he has a very busy life. And um, this is the second time we attempted to get him on. So I don't know what's uh, going on in that regard. But anyway, um, okay. we thank you for listening. And um, um, Dr. Stahl. I think Brother uh, Howard, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Brother Howard, if you don't mind, I can go ahead and give them an introduction of our organization and talk about some of the things we got going on with NAP, if that's okay with you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and do that. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, as uh, the uh, president of the National Association of Black Defenders uh, Incorporated, we are a human rights and social justice organization uh, of uh, the heart of D.C. We're right there at 1701 Pennsylvania Avenue, Suite 200, Washington, D.C., 20130. You can call us at 202-852-9959. And if you feel that your rights have been violated, if you feel you as a citizen has been violated, if you feel that you have been racially discriminated against, please do not hesitate to call the National Association of Black Defenders. That number again is 202-852-9959, or you can call 561-581-1545. We'll be waiting to hear from you, uh, so please call. Become a part of what's going on in your community. Become a part of what's going on in your future, because your community is your future. Become a part of that. Show, be an active role member of that. Be a role uh, 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 character of that. Be a, be a leader. Be a mentor in your community. There's a call now, the yielding now, for us to stand up to the plate and, 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 and share our love for our community. That's what we're hearing in. We're going to win this next election in 2024 by people that love God and that's going to stand up for what's right. That's how we're going to win in 2024. We're calling on you right now to take a stand in America against everything that's going on, the ills that's hurting our community. You take a stand today. We need your support today. The National Association of Black Defenders on our page. If you go to our website, that's www.na-bd.org, you will see some of the activities that we got going on with the National Association of Black Defenders. Or you can go on, I believe we have a a uh, uh, Facebook, and just put in the National Association of Black Defenders, and you'll see our live Facebook of some of the activities, some of the, uh, the uh, uh, interviews that we've had with men that's uh, with prison reform, men that's incarcerated. Uh, we've, we've had some heavy, heavy interviews, and we're getting ready to uh, do some uh, criminal justice reform within the criminal justice system right there in your backyard, right in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida and Alabama. Our whole system needs to be changed. And who can make that difference? We can make that difference. Your, not only does your vote count, and yes, we want you to go out there and vote. We need your vote uh, this upcoming 2024 election. But also your voice count. Your voice can make a difference. Your voice uh, uh, means something in America. Make sure that when you stand, you have the National Association of Black Defenders to stand with you when you're going through that, that, that 
legal battle, when you're going through that ethical battle, a professional battle, dealing with issues within your community, please, I ask you today dearly to contact the National Association of Black Defenders. Our assistant, Ms. Tanisha Kane, is there in the office working diligently uh, as intake officer and legal assistant to make sure that your case, that your uh, uh, complaint doesn't go away. She's on the job night and day almost from 8 a.m. in the morning to 8 p.m. to make sure that your boys get heard. We're grateful for her. Uh, we have our activists there in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we have activists in, in uh, uh, Yuba City, California, and other parts of the country, you know. So we are here for you. It's time now that we, it's high time that we take a stand within our community so we can allow the public to know where we stand when it comes to issues of race, issues of, of, of discrimination, issues uh, when they're de- dealing with our children and mental health. It, it, we have raised some very detrimental issues within our community for us to sit down and not to do a thing about it. And that's where I'm at today. You know, it's time, it's high time, I've said this before, that we stand up and we allow the politicians to know where we stand on issues. And we have to be that voice crying in the wilderness. We have to be that voice crying in the wilderness. So that's, that's where we are. And we want you to become a part. Today, you can go on our, on our page, our website again, and you can become a part of the National Association of Black Defenders. Our membership, ch- membership challenge will not start back again until after the first of the year. We're putting together a membership agreement package. So it will be online. That's why we put a halt to it right now. And uh, we'll also have a uh, donate page that's going to be live online the first of the year, as well as our bylaws will be live online the first of the year. Uh, we are asking that you uh, are governing yourselves accordingly. And, and if you need to call us about anything that's going on again in your community, please feel free to call 561-581-1545. Or you can call us there in D.C. at 202. 202- Eight five two nine nine five nine. So uh, I want to get that uh, through to us first. I want to bring up something while I have Mr. Freddie Howard with us this morning. Uh, that's that's been on my heart and on my mind. We have so many, so many uh, bro- uh, brothers that's incarcerated for nothing. Incarcerated because uh, don't like the color of your skin. Incarcerated because they don't like uh, what you look like. Incarcerated because uh, you said the wrong thing to them. You offended them, you know. So, uh, and some of these men and women are serving life and two life sentences, and have never and has not committed a crime. So, we're going to be bringing out some highlights later on this week and next week on some of these, these subject matters because it's high time that we take action for these subject matters. Brother Freddie Howard and Terrell Land, I enjoyed my visit with uh, Mr. Hurley at the uh, International Civil Rights Museum. I was there this week in Greensboro, North Carolina. We had a conference. We talked about what, how NAV can play a part with the, uh, the International Civil Rights Museum. Uh, uh, that museum itself has a, an astronomical board of directors. Uh, uh, Mr. Hurley is one of the founders of, of the uh, museum. Uh, they have a a a, a astounding program, and in, in Radio Land, when you get a chance, you need to take a look at that program. 
You can go to, um, they have a, uh, if you go to the International Civil Rights Museum, Greensboro, North Carolina, I don't know the all the uh, the URL for it, but if you just tune into that, you can see a live, a live remote look inside of that uh, Civil Rights Museum, and it will blow your mind. I mean, it just, uh, I, I enjoyed myself so just being there on the site with Mr. Hurley and with his staff, his CEO. And uh, over the years, they developed this program. And uh, they're not a little program. Let me tell you something. That is an awesome program. And I wish every community from the north to the south can visit the International Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm planning something right now that uh, um, beyond COVID, that uh, the National Association of Black Defenders can go see this museum. We are now partners with the NAACP in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I'm excited about that. We can get more done now. We're moving forward, team. We're moving forward. All right, Brother Howard. Okay, um, just for a minute. Um, I want to mention um, um, that we're waiting for uh, Dr. McCorvey, uh, I mean, uh, Reverend Charlie, to call in and talk to us today, but we're going to talk about the storm there in Kentucky for a minute. Uh, you can make a okay. difference. Your financial gifts helps people affected by disasters, big and small. You can donate and go to the page uh, Red Cross Local Kentucky HTMS. Um, you can give uh, immediately. The first Kentucky chapter of the American Red Cross was chartered in 1917. So there are five chapters in Kentucky, which comprise the Kentucky region. The American Red Cross is not a government agency. It relies on donation of time and money and resources for individuals in the local community and corporate partners in, in um, order to uh, help the Red Cross service provide throughout Kentucky thanks to the generous commitment of thousands of local citizens. Okay, how you can get involved. You can become a volunteer. You can donate blood. You can take a class on helping people. Kentucky region location. Um, they're in major uh, Lexington, all over Kentucky. South Central Kentucky, Bluegrass area, Jack, East Kentucky, Louisville area, Western Kentucky. Blood donation centers. The press release, Red Cross, delivering confident help for deadly tornadoes. American Red Cross remind first aid, CPR, and other programs. Red Cross response in 2021. Red Cross kickoff drive. Um, they are there for you. If you need to uh, um, help, want to help, it sounds like a shaking Sharon spent the night over the tornado hiding in her bathtub. After the storm, she went to Red Cross shelter where she was warm and have a hot meal. If you need a safe place to stay, you can find open shelter at redcross.or shelter. There is help for those in need for the uh, uh, storm. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, find them on Flickr, as well as uh, Instagram. Uh, there is plenty help out there, but there need to be workers to help with them, with the Kentucky residents. And our thoughts and prayers are with everyone whose lives have been impacted greatly by the horrific and deadliest tornadoes that touched down overnight across Kentucky. The Red Cross and our partners are working around the clock to help those in need and make sure everyone 
as a safe place to stay and food to eat, critical relief supplies, uh, emotional support, and comfort. Um, as you can see, uh, all of many of us have seen the damage throughout Kentucky, and the governor was just on a few minutes ago talking about it, but it is uh, uh, definitely a need for America to help Americans, and that's what it's all about, helping, helping each other. We are um, an hour and 43 minutes left to go in the broadcast. Um, Dr. McCorvey, back to you, sir. All right. I just received a text from uh, Dr. Howard, uh, Dr. Uh, Charlie Sauer. He's he's on his way in. He's coming into us in just a few minutes. He had to uh, finish the event there in uh, Connecticut, but he'll be on the radio with us in just a few minutes. Okay. Glad to hear that. You, yes, you, sir. You okay. All right. Well, while uh, Dr. Clayton Howard, he's uh, seeing Clayton Howard. Reverend Clayton Howard, since I'm into his name so much this morning, he's our Commissioner on Civil Rights uh, out of uh, uh, Ohio, uh, but he covers the whole United States. Uh, our president with him while he's been recovering from sickness. Uh, our, our heart goes out to all of our uh, people that's been sick from COVID-19 and from uh, other various illnesses. Uh, we continue to, to keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. We continue to uh, be guided by the Lord to uh, remember this, this scripture here. We are our brother's keeper, and we are to pray ye one for another. Uh, always what we're going through, we just got to pray our, press our way through. We got to pray our way through. No matter, it, it, it's not what it looks like. We just got to keep on praying and keep on pushing. You know, and I tell us as a generation of people, we have to keep on praying and keep on pushing, keep on praying and keep on pushing. Don't give up now. Because uh, 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 the, the, the race is not given to the swift, not to, but to him that endures to the end. Amen, amen, amen. So we're glad to be uh, with you all today. I'm glad to be here. You know, I went to the doctor um, last week. They did the test and, and everything. They said that they, uh, I was clear uh, that uh, they didn't see any setbacks um, and that uh, they feel that I, I um, everything was going to come out okay with me. Uh, but but uh, keep on praying. Amen. Amen. Uh, nothing is, is better than the power of prayer. We we prove we have proved that through God on this channel right here, uh, this same radio station. We're proving that with uh, Julius Jones' situation, the power of prayer. <clears throat> Amen. So we believe in the power of prayer. We believe what God can do, and what God will do. Amen. <clears throat> if it be okay, that will, Father. Amen. I got a call on the line two zero three two five seven. Five two eight one two zero three two five seven five two eight one. Okay, all right, go ahead, Doctor Yeah, this is, this is this is Charlie Stallworth. Hey, good morning there. All right, good morning. I'm to the make connection and make sure I can get on at the right time. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Um, we have been waiting for you to call in. We're most anxious to engage in the conversation with you. Uh, you and um, Dr. McCorvey has got the flow. You first, uh, uh, Dr. Charlie, go ahead. Well, I just want to say good morning to you and to uh, your audience, and it's a joy to be here to be present. My regret for the last scheduled time that I did not make. Uh, and so I'm just here to join in the conversation and to uh, respond to any questions that may be posed my way. 
and to uh, unite again with home folk. Uh, Reverend McCorvin and I grew up in Antioch Baptist Church together. I think he started preaching a couple of years before I did. But uh, we grew up together. We were the uh, young preachers, and uh, it's amazing. And uh, now we are the ones we used to look up to. So, uh, so it's, 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 I think about the, the Wesleys and the Daleys and the Hills, Fletcher and so forth, all of them. And I go like, uh, we're the old preachers now. Oh, okay, we are the old preachers. Uh, so, so, so it's it's good to be here and also to be, you know, part of this radio station that is awesome. I think, uh, Brother Freddie, you're doing an amazing work. And uh, I hear the work that my brother has done. We haven't seen each other for a while, but uh, I, I hear the work that, he, that, that he's doing and continue to pray for his health. I hear the work that he's doing. So I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, your brother is uh, quite a force here so for his food and uh, his daughter runs a mobile restaurant that gets parked across from the school periodically and they are a strong force here in this community. Uh, my wife and uh, his wife have interacted in some things over the years. And um, your brother, uh, Reginald, is a force and a spiritual leader here in this community. And we are grateful for what he takes time to do. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'll let you and Dr. McCorvey um, lead the conversation, and uh, I would like to ask from the beginning, from my perspective, um, how long have you been in the political arena there in, in your state? Yes, this is my sixth term as state representative, so I'm going into my twelfth uh, year. Um, so uh, I'm, I have not. I'm not sure I'm running again um, for this particular seat. Uh, maybe there's some other uh, things I want to explore, and I'm not yet, you know, settled on that. Um, but it has been a great opportunity, you know, when I think about um, uh, growing up as a kid in Beatrice and my father, Mr. Ezra Cunningham, Mr. Oh, with Frank Marshall, and, and all those persons, and the ladies as well, not just the men, but the ladies as well who worked so hard and uh, for civil rights that has just got in my in, in my DNA. And uh, <laughs> this, is my, uh, this is my sixth, my sixth term, 12th year. Mm-hmm. And and you, you serve in, in, in the legislature as a representative or a state senator? Uh, a state representative in the legislature. State representative. Uh, are yeah. you thinking about going for a, for a Senate seat? Are you you're thinking about leaving it? No, I'm not. Um, you know, just think about different options, not uh, uh, not crossing anything out. Uh, yeah. But just need to explore, you know, other possibilities of, of service. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, uh, Dr. McCorvey, you and um, uh, Brother Charlie got the flow. Okay, and, and I'm going to let Brother McCorvey. Oh, man. God, the conversation, he's far more advanced than this. And, 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 and. I don't know about the advanced part, but I'm glad to have you, my brother. Man, it's been a while, uh, uh, Reverend Stallworth. It's been a while, man. Uh, I was sh- sharing with uh, our radio listeners earlier uh, that um, as we began to grow up in the ministry and we began to share, um, it, it was a lot that we learned from those old heads that you mentioned, man, that just kind of yeah. got in our like you say, bloodstream, you know, and right. it's just a blessing, man. Say none of them, you know, and just listen to them, you know, 
And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I look back over it, man, and I, I, I count it all joy. Count it all joy. You know, yeah, yes, yeah, it was. You so, know, you think about those days, uh, the churches. I forget, I think, I forget the name of the church where you were, but I was at Castleberry Grove. And uh, our church, I think both were in Conecuh County, maybe, maybe at. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Those, those, we, we had no idea what God would do in our lives. Just, just no idea. God can do That's mighty right. work. I know, speaking of my my behalf, is such fragile. <laughs> it's such a fragile instrument. Well, man, you, you, you have played a major, major role in our country. And, um, uh, uh, all over the state of Connecticut, I hear uh, great words about some of the, the awesome things that the Lord has uh, uh, given to you to your charge, and uh, you have been a, a good steward over the things of God. And that's why I can say, you know, uh, not only that, but uh, as we begin to grow and nurture in this day and time, uh, every year brings about a different season, you know, and with that season becomes a different task, and we're dealing with some things now. And on, in the political arena that we didn't have to deal with 10 or 20 years ago, you know, but that right. old serpent has stuck his head up. He's real, real nut right. again, you know, and uh, I tell uh, people everywhere that we got to continue to preach voter registration. We got to continue to preach yeah. uh, uh, leadership and, and, and spread the word about community awareness within our community and what we can do to become a part of uh, the, this, this movement. Right, I agree totally. You know, I tell people now that uh, uh, now when I take people for baptism, uh, I uh, I ask, you know, you believe in uh, uh, Jesus, uh, God as revealed in Jesus Christ. So I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But so once I get them under the water, I ask, uh, are you ready to vote? <laughs> They said no. Okay, I'm gonna hold you under the water until you're ready to ready to vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. Yeah, kind of con- <laughs> a little convincing power in that. Because we, and, we, you know, that, that, we, we have to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you, mm, go ahead. No, I said, you know, it, it, at, at, at one point now, when we look back at the history of the black church, you know, we all embraced the civil rights movement and we all embraced Dr. King. Right. But when they did it, when they were right. actually doing it, you didn't have the majority mm-hmm. of black churches or black preachers uh, uh, embracing the movement, but yet they did it. And so now right. it becomes a form of, uh, you know, of survival. Uh, because if you don't have representation, exactly. if you're not voting, you're not creating representation, you're going to be left out. That's right. That's right. That's right. So vital. So vital. And you said it's a powerful thing that uh, representation, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that we preach with the National Association of Black Defenders uh, as their leader is that um, how powerful representation uh, from the community stands. You know, and how we are to uh, uh, come together, uh, uh, Pastor Stallworth, and how we are to uh, start mentoring others to, to be involved in the community and be involved in some of the things that's going on. You know, I, I don't want our community to come flat. You know, so we have a lot of work before us. We have a lot of work before us, and uh, it, it, uh, I'm so glad that, that you and I have had this 
uh, coming together, and hopefully we can we continue to work together in the future. You know, and let right. me ask you something: uh, Has have you uh, uh, looked at some of the criminal justice reform uh, bills that's on the table? Have you ever have you looked at those yet? You know, that's 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 a great question. And you know, Connecticut, I'm proud to say, though we still have our issues, but uh, Connecticut is one of the leading states on criminal justice reform. Uh, we have yeah. tackled some of those, those rough issues concerning mandatory sentencing, uh, looking at how persons of color are treated differently by the criminal justice system, uh, what mm-hmm. uh, rehabilitation looks like, um, the number of persons of color who are in jail uh, and mm-hmm. being sawn into the economic fiber of the country. And so mm-hmm. we are looking at some uh, some reforms here in Connecticut that maybe not even being mm-hmm. considered on the federal level uh, yet because yeah. we have to recognize that, um, you know, we leave the world in, in, in some nice areas, but we also, we have the top for incarceration. Uh, exactly. We're at the top exactly. in justice. So if if we can spend more money holding a person in prison, when you can pay less to send that person to get a four-year college degree or even a graduate degree, we have to re hmm. re access, access our, our, our how we spend our money and uh, what what are our intentions and and what's driving us. Uh, okay. I mean, take a kid who made a mistake, had too much pot on him, and you're going to give him a long sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, where is the rehabilitation in that? That's correct. That's correct. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear about the work you do because, you know, we can have the biggest prayer meeting in the world, and we need it. But we also need some legal minds at the table. I agree. <laughs> so so funny you said that because just just the um, I think it was on Saturday I had a, uh, did an interview on the radio or Friday one with a family and come to find out that uh, a lot of people don't know their rights where they stand in the when it comes to their rights and I thank God for the organization for opening up that door and giving people an opportunity you know to speak out and to uh, right. was, uh, their concern about their rights, you know, it's so important, so important, you know, and and that's where we are when it comes to the legality of things, you know. Uh, we need to know our rights. We need to know uh, that uh, we have a voice. We need to know that we have, we can take a stand. We need to know right. that we can uh, uh, coming together. We can move mountains, you know, through faith. Right. We can move mountains just coming together, you know. So that's a very powerful thing that we. That we uh, that God has instilled in us uh, to have very powerful tools, you know. And I, I don't I don't take it light, and I don't take it for granted. Because God has blessed us to see in this day and time, you know. Uh, you, you mentioned something earlier when you came on. Um, um, we went Marshall, Erza Cunningham, man. I say those meetings we had to go to and, oh, and all the things we had to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it wasn't in vain. It wasn't in vain. Right. And they were, you know, they were, they were, they took risks that at that time we we had no idea the risks they were taking. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, a lot of civil rights move, a lot of civil rights workers were killed, uh, harassed, uh, you know, ran out of town. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, and they took great risks. Well, oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we we prepared sermons around some of the things that we went through. The early we talked about uh, the I, I believe I was listening to uh, Dr. Cornell West the other day. We talked about the early church and uh, uh, some of the early things that took place in the movement and um, uh, the risks that they did have to take and how uh, the church was uh, the pivotal point of the movement. You know, the church was right. the pivotal point of the movement. So when, uh, whenever you have the church taking an active role back in the movement, beyond COVID, and since we have social media, we have social media now, we have Zoom now, we have all these outlets of social media, uh, I believe this is a time that we need to connect, connect, connect. So when we do come uh, uh, physically back together, we are already prepared for the journey. You know, uh, uh, Brother Charles, I uh, uh, met with the uh, uh, General Council of the NWCP in Greensboro, North Carolina, this past week, and at a roundtable, and we talked about uh, how to engage our people in, in today's modern movement, but yet keep them uh, in the uh, mindset of um, of learning, mentoring, and understanding that uh, what we have been what has been instilled in us didn't happen overnight, and my young sure. people got to understand it's not happening overnight for them. But it's a process right. of freedom. It's a process of freedom, you know, from day to day, from breath to breath. Yeah. You know, out of the many things I've learned in in politics. You know, you think you know something until you get involved, right? So one of the many things I've learned in politics is what you just said, you make a good point. It doesn't happen overnight. And so you may put forth a bill, and then in that bill you may want five things. You may end up with point five of those five things, or point five or one of those five things. And the tendency is, you know, to become weary, and the tendency is also to attack uh, our leaders mm-hmm. who are pushing those I don't like saying they're not doing anything rather than to recognize, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And you're trying to convince uh, other politicians that vote with you who have constituents in, in other, uh, other cities, other towns whose issues are not your issues. And so that's right. I think that fact that we are in it, um, you know, someone said the other day, uh, uh, Bishop Watts actually, who has some connections in Alabama as well, uh, uh, Bishop Mark said you know, today that God plays the long game, and we yeah. have the Christmas journey about the long game, and that's how we have to look at the journey that we're trying to take. That we set our goals, and uh, mm-hmm. and we pull our community members together, and understand that we are mm-hmm. playing the long game. So we need everybody. We need the legal minds. We need the education minds. We need everybody at the table and understand that we are trying to make this long journey that may not happen like overnight. But things up, we have to keep we have to keep pushing and keep pressing forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I want to throw this in there. <laughs> so, um, Pastor uh, Sauer, this past week, and uh, you and I both have pastored in the South before. This past week, 
and, and but it's not only the stuff that's everywhere now. We, we we have to deal with certain things and pastoring that just blows our minds sometimes. <laughs> when I had a member of uh, a, board, ex -board, a former board member of the organization, you know, as came to me and you no, know, she sent me an email where I'm going to resign. I, I didn't argue. I didn't. I didn't jump up and down and cry. You know, I accepted her resignation, and then she turned right right around and, and sent me an email Sunday. No, she called me Sunday, and she said, um, uh, I, "I want to just congratulate you on the job you're doing." And, and but uh, I, I I didn't see where I fit in.
uh, uh, the process, you know, being a pastor, all of the deaths that have taken place. Um, my church has been extremely hit uh, by death and many of those non-COVID related. And so what I'm just trying to do in this process is just make sure I take time to have a clear head uh, and a clear mind as to what I'm trying to do and not sort of um, uh, hide my own emotions and my own feelings by just trying to put on a front and, and lead others. One thing that former President Trump did, <laughs> among many things, that, that we are still trying to recover from is a process of division, an open division. When I first entered office uh, 12 years ago, um, my colleagues and I would often disagree uh, being a Democrat would often disagree with the person of the Republican Party. We just—it's—it's it's part of the process, but we never disrespected one another. So we would disagree and and argue about the merits of a bill, and then when it was over, twelve years ago, we would go have lunch together. But now, people don't only disagree, but it's like their only option is to destroy you in the process. <laughs> And that has, uh, uh, you know, that, that has a barren to just tear you down over and over again. So I've just tried to make it, um, you know, my my sense just take some downtime, some out time, just to, you know, restore myself personally. Does that play into your, um, are you being led to not uh, come back to the house, or um, is that part of your? What's in your mindset now? Um, um, I'm I'm sure somewhere deep down in my psyche that's, that that probably has an impact. I I really want to focus on uh, our, our capitals in Hartford, which is roughly fifty to sixty miles from where I or I live in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. So that's a hundred miles a day <laughs> uh, going back and forth and not knowing exactly what the hours are going to be. And, of course, you have an impact on the state and your city as well. And I have, you know, I've considered before a run for mayor of our city, which is more local. And uh, exactly what I would do now, I don't, I don't know, but I'm trying to focus more on being more local. Um, um, because even when you, you know, even when you're more local, you still have, you know, some of the opposing issues you have to deal with. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in my psyche, you know, that's that's not at play as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and I add on, I think that's why you see so many people, even on the federal level, uh, doing the same thing. Who are getting out? Just not. Yeah, getting out. They're getting out because you know, at the end of the day, unless you're just cold and callous and just you just don't care, at the end of the day, you still have to be real with yourself. And when you kind of think, now in order for me to win this election, I got to destroy the other person, you know, when you go back and get in your bed at night, you you have to deal with that. And uh, mm-hmm. I think people just saying, you know, they just, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And so to some degree, we run the risk of leaving it to people, not that all people who are still in are like this, though, but we run the risk of leaving it to a group of people who don't mind killing each other. <laughs> but then have no empathy for the other person. No empathy in that. No, no, no. You're absolutely correct. Well said. I, I listen to um, a lot of the media stuff on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats, different media sources, Fox and 
MSNBC and different ones. And all of them got their knives to stab with. Yes. And the yes. thing about that is this. God created mankind. And right. unless, see, you two guys are ministers, and, and, and I'm, I work in the church, and I, I sometimes think uh, um, I write down sermons. I got a black book here behind me with 10 or 15 sermons in it. I don't know whether I'm going to be preaching or whatever, but I write them down when it comes to me. Right. I put them down. But the thing of it is, God's at work here. Mm-hmm. God's at work here. And most of mankind has lost sight of that. There right. is a part right. for each one of us to play. But guess what? Guess who gives you your part to play? Right. God gives right. you your part to play. God gives you your part Absolutely. to play. And you're right. not going to get your way all the time. Just, I, just not like Donald Trump. Right. Not that board member. If you lose sight of who's in charge, that quiet time that you're talking about will be in turmoil, right. not a recovery time yeah. for you. Right, right. I, so I, I, I just I just think that um, America over the years, I hear Dr. McCorvey say a number of times about America being a great country and that America is not a great country, this, that, and that. But guess what? America is made up of humans, and it has been made up of humans yeah. ever since it's been in existence. And guess what? Yeah. Human beings are sinners. Right. Human beings are sinners. Even you and I and, and Michael, we have our demons that we have to battle every day, or otherwise they'll overwhelm you. Yeah. You battle them with the help of God through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But right. the devil, you, you shut one door, and he come knocking at another door. Right. And I applaud what y'all do. Now, just like me and the media, I did a broadcast last night, live on Facebook, about voting. And they talk about depression to vote and this, that, and other, and all different. Do you know how you beat that? You get registered mm-hmm. to vote. You get everybody you right. know registered to vote. And I don't care right. come hell or high water, you find out what the positions are, what the politicians' points are. You go to that poll and vote. And that's it. You done. Right. Next yeah. battle. Right. Gotta handle the rest. Oh, but you do yeah. your part. God works through men. And if you're sitting on your duff, guess what? That'll get a devil, more ammo. You may just have the right. shot. That'll do what needs to be done. Right. That's why God said go. I'm through preaching, y'all. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> But now we 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 know you got sixteen sermons, so that was another one. If the others are like this one, you have great sermons. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, 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 uh, Pastor Starworth, they all came from uh, Antioch. Uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a that's a good connection right there. Right there. Yeah, they all came from Antioch. You know, Antioch taught us a lot in those early years. Yes. Nolan Wesley and Macintosh. Yes, yes. Yes. New purchase. You know, I saw someone yes, posted sir. on uh, Facebook, I guess, Facebook, I guess yesterday, some pictures from New Purchase and their work on the, in the parsonage. And I kind of said, I, I remember that church, I guess when I retire, retire, I, I, I come back and be a, a Methodist. 
Pastor that church. Dr. McCorvey, your speaker is, is on again now. <laughs> it, it's my speaker. It's mine. That's why I'm muting every t- chance I get. All right. Okay. Yeah, um, you, I, I see you have that double technology, a phone and a speaker. You all are so right, though. We, we, we do want to come back and, and share, you know, uh, when the Lord uh, give us that. Uh, one thing that both of you all mentioned, and, and that was uh, the, the uh, thing that God told Hezekiah. Uh, when he told him to set down house in order, you know, and the Lord mm-hmm. uh, added 15 more years to his life, uh, just a part of, of, of things being out of, in a, in a world where things are out of order, you know, um, uh, that has to be order in our uh, political system. It has to be order in our uh, uh, business. It has to be order in our organizations and our churches. Uh, we are so far from the mark of being in order. And, and it's like having a, a phone with no dial tone. And that's what's going on right now, you know. Things are just out of order, you know. I mean, it's up, up to us as as, uh, as spiritual leaders uh, to pray uh, and to uh, uh, develop uh, carefully uh, the mentorship to put God's program uh, where it needs to be, and that is in the house of God and in our community, in our churches, in our homes. We just got to put them back there. With, uh, the world has, has tried to take them out. I, mean, I, I didn't say they, they took them out. They just tried to take them out of those places. But through the uh, prayers of the saints that are daily much, we're going to uh, make sure uh, that uh, the church, and I said something on last week, we have to take a stand when nobody else takes a stand. We have to take a stand. And, and that's so prevalent in today's world. I, I wonder, guys, um, um, the storm that went through uh, six or seven southern states, and the hardest hit was Kentucky. I wonder did that message get past the GOP leader? Do I need to call his name? I don't need to. Do I? <laughs> I say it, it, it is his state, right? <laughs> it's his state. You, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, my my heart and sympathy, you know, out for yes. those, you know, go out for those people who had to that. But I, you know, I think about. Hi um, McConnell and some of the others have just disregarded uh, things concerning the environment, and uh, and uh, unfortunate, you, you know, this is their state that that's hit this time. But you know, before it was a, you know, it, 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 it was Louisiana, New Orleans, and it's been other places. But to think how, you know, they're not holding some of these big corporations in check when it comes to pollution and so forth. And my understanding that the average tornado lasts less than 10 minutes and on the ground less than 10 miles. And they believe this one. uh, Right. And, uh, you know, like we're doing something to this environment (laughs) and it's not being friendly. Uh, I know in in my city, part of my city, uh, where my church is located, and there's an area that's located right next to the water, well, the 20-year forecast is that the sea is going to rise and all that land would be underwater. And so, but we're still not 
seeming to be able to overcome uh, that GOP and to some some Democrats who don't mm-hmm. think we have an issue on our hands that, that we are destroying the planet. Uh, you know, that was the reason my ancestors even Beatrice around, they would plant a crop, and after so many years, they would, like, okay, I'm going to plant over there next time because I'm going to let this ground over here rest. You know, they, they understood. Yeah, they, they understood the environment better than it seems like we understand it now. Mm-hmm. Call it crop rotation. Yeah, yeah. And daddy, and daddy, my daddy always had a place he would call the new ground. That was mm. five, six, seven, eight spots on the property that he, he we planted and, and, and harvested and tilled. But every six or seven years, he cleared a new area, and he would call that the new ground. And and and, 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 so- and after a while, that became old ground. Then another new ground place. But it, it's just mm. it's just common sense for environmental management. It builds right. up fertilizer right. and the stuff that's put in the soil. And guess where it goes? It goes down into the soil and into your water. Right, right. It's, 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 uh, and, and the thing about us coming up on farms and, and, and your mother being a, a hairstylist and my mom going down there and all the ladies going down there, I just sit around and talk and different stuff. Right. You remember when you would stick your head in the door, they'd make you get out of here. Get out of here. Yes, yes. <laughs> Grown folk talking. Yeah, and don't let a man be in there talking. Ooh, right. you cannot even go to the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might go and even stick your head in if mom and some, some ladies were talking. But daddy, ooh, you ain't even going. Right, <laughs> right. They talk to your place. <laughs> exactly. And that's just like right. now in life. There, just like stuff going on politically. There is some stuff that goes on in this country with these guns, I don't care who you are. It don't make no sense. Right, right, Why right. give a guy, a, everybody's got guns, and you want to be able to carry a gun into the theater. You want to be able to carry the gun into the, the park. Where, I mean, you, 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 wait a minute. Where's the, where's, the, where's the line at? Right, and it, it makes no sense. You need a gun, a wartime gun, <laughs> to, to, you Ooh. know, to go into the park. You know, it, it makes no sense. And the, the Rittenhouse case, can you imagine a black mother in this country we call America would transport her teenage boy across line to an, uh, with an assault weapon that's loaded, talking about keeping order somewhere? They would permit you. He'd have been shot before he got in the car. He'd have been shot before he got in the car. And how you he and you know I, you know it's, it's a bad law because he brought the gun to the fight. So what what happened yeah. as a result? He bears some responsibility because he brought the gun. What you say? Absolutely. <laughs> and that has lost any kind of common sense. I believe even with that judge, he lost common sense. Of that. Oh yeah. Where's the, yeah. the that yeah. boy should have been somewhere studying his, doing his homework. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't through with him yet. God ain't through with him. Right. Huh? That's the northest because it's a sad commentary and you know, judges can no longer hide just hide behind bad laws. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, in, in in this country, personal responsibility. Now, here's another thing about us as black people. Do you know, Charlie, that all over this country, say for instance, like what your brother do, and um, um, his church and um, Morning Star and Antioch and all of these churches that uh, have food for people to come get. Those are blessings. But guess what right, those blessings right. are for? Those blessings are used to bless somebody else. Right, right. And, 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 and sometimes it's okay to get a blessing, but God gave it to you for you to do what? Right, bless somebody else. You better believe it. And guess yeah. what? I found out you know, since I started receiving my disability for my loss of hearing in my right and left ear, which I could have been getting ever since I got out of the service since in the 80s, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize it until my son brought it to my attention. He said, Daddy, don't you have a disability? Don't Ain't there something in the military? Right. So I went to take my hearing because I, I can't hear nothing. I mean, I can hear. I play music and stuff and stuff like that, but I always play loud music doing band right. production and stuff like that. And it blew out my high-pitched hearing. Here, I got 60% loss on one side and 50% loss in the other year. In other words, just like I've been saying for you, Freddie, you can't hear. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so I went ahead and got qualified. And, and when I went to do my case, Charlie, I was I was telling um, um, Brother McCorvey, when that army lady got through this tech lady, do you know in three days, no, in less than a week, my check was in the mail. They said, you can't hear. What? Wow. But, but the thing about that, when that came in, guess what I began to do more? Put more at Antioch, number one, and Tongue Spring. Right. And guess what happened after that? More began to come. Right, right. And most right. folks want to, you know, kind of keep it for themselves. Right. But God is absolutely good and kind, and he is so patient with us, Brother uh, McCorvey and uh, Brother Charlie. Isn't he patient? Yes, so patient. So patient. I say, you know, I know I look at my life, not, you know, not anyone else. I know I said God can do such a great work with such fragile instruments. <laughs> Wow. Brother Charlie, um, I know you mentioned that the possibility you might not go another term and you're looking to come closer home to um, uh, sow your works. Um, what do you see for America? And, and, and how far do you think? Well, first, let me say this before you answer. I don't think there's no return. We 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 are we headed for the we going battling up and down, but we headed for the for the down. That's from my, from my knowledge of God and what is how many chances He's given us. What's your synopsis for America? Yeah, I, that's uh, that's a great question. You know, we. 
we're faced with the challenge of history, first of all, that no country has come to great power and survived. Uh, look at all the countries in the world, Rome or wherever, no country has come to great power and, and survived. And the countries that came to great power and, and did not survive was not so much that they were defeated by somebody else, but their own pride got them. They were destroyed by their own pride. And so we can't continue the way we're going. It's just, it's impossible. We can't continue the way we're going. I mean, we had an attack on our capital, (laughs) and people are now defending the attack. Can you imagine there had been a bunch of black folks trying to break into the capital? (laughs) It would have been a war. It would have been a war. It would have been a bloodshed, I should say. So we can't keep going the same direction that we're going in. Uh, if we do, it's not good for us. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, I say if we, can, if we can fight hard, turn it around, um, then we have something going for us. If we ignore it and keep going this direction, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't see it. Maybe my grandchildren won't see it, but my great-great-grandchildren <laughs> May feel mm-hmm. the impact, and 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 you know, um, uh, Doctor Charlie, God has given every race in the world and every color a chance to run the world. And guess what? Right. Guess who got it last? <laughs> the Anglos. Gotcha. Right. The Anglos has got it. And they seem to think somehow that they're different. But they are forgetting they were born and conceived in sin like all mankind. And Satan is still the liar and the deceiver. And like you said, pride. Pride. Comes before fall. Yep. And for and for them to listen to us as black elements and black people that come out of Africa, they can't hear. Right, right, right. Like right now, they can't hear now. How in the world do they believe ex-president Donald Trump is any different than the climb of Hitler? Right. Right. Dictatorial type leadership. Blind loyalty. That's what led the people to you in uh, Ghana. Right. Remember? All them church people went over there drinking that Kool Aid. Right. <laughs> wow. It's just. It's just I'm 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 blessed and thank you guys for one thing. God has given all three of us the wisdom and the vision to see and to read. That's how God's Holy Spirit is in us. And if we fall and we end up in hell, guess who fall it is? Not Jesus. Charlie, Freddie, and Michael. Tell somebody, teach somebody, every chance you get, 
just like y'all doing now. Tell them, tell them over and over and over again. So true. Dr. Micah? I'm here, my brother. Yes, sir. Um, Yes, sir. I thank you for minding your connection. Amen. 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 We need to have more people on, like, um, spiritual rooted, like Dr. Charlie. But it's been through hell and still hell to come. Mm-hmm. Battling every day with the white brother, the Mexican brother. I mean, and, and that reminds me what he said about us when we were kids. We were fought like crazy over the issue, but when the issue was decided, you joined hands and went on home and talked to each other on the phone that night. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the gun. I got to get rid of him or her. Tell us about the gun battle that's going on in the in the legislature now, uh, uh, Doctor Charlie. Well, you know, one of the one of the mass shootings was here in Newtown with the guy went to an elementary school. Michael McCarvey, you know, you're, you're speaking. Go ahead, Brother Charles. You know, one of the shootings, one of those mass shootings was here in the elementary school in Newtown, in which a guy went in and, you know, shot children as well as educators. And it was a fight for us in our um, state to come against the violence and the and the uh, gun control. We were able to reach a compromise, but not nearly what we what we wanted. And, you know, the NRA, uh, uh, at one point, and maybe still to some degree, operated great influence. And some of these persons who who make guns, make ammunition, profit from it, are giving millions of dollars to political campaigns, especially on the federal level. And so you have a group of people who are fighting not their beliefs, not the beliefs of their constituents, but so that next campaign will be funded. And so the issue is really, the issue is not, the issue is so, is so cloudy, so muddy, really, because people are not fighting, their, they're not fighting for what they believe. They are fighting for their next election. And so we lose, we lose the target, we lose the force. And so a person, uh, especially federal level, they say, you know, another school shooting, while I, I really should pass a law, but oh, but I want to be reelected, and those it's, it's, it's an ethical conflict, and sadly, they, they are not passing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you look across the country, uh, people have some consensus that you don't need a wartime weapon to go to go hunting. <laughs> Um, what you say? You know, something that shoot hundreds of times, and you know the emergency room physicians are telling us with these mass shootings and these weapons they're using, even if the person got shot in the emergency room with that type of weapon, the person could not be saved. 
because it is not just a bullet that goes through an organ, but it destroys the organ. You get shot in the lung, it destroys the lungs. You get shot, it destroys the stomach. So, you know, ER physicians are telling us that even if this person is shot in here, in the emergency room, you couldn't save them. The bullet, these kinds of bullets were made for warfare. They, they, they weren't made for out. You're trying to shoot a deer because you got a group of buddies out hunting during the holidays. Are you trying to, you know, it, no. <laughs> these are for war. Mm-hmm. Total destruction. Total destruction. That's why it was so mind-boggling that this mother transported her son across state line with an assault weapon. Yes. A wartime instrument of killing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a teenager going to do what, y'all? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Right. And here people like Donald Trump holding him up holding him up to the hoorah. Fox News right. and, and, and what right. you call him glorifying him. Raising up a demon to destroy all. Right. And then you have this recent case where, you know, the parents purchased a weapon for this kid who's obviously having mental issues. Mm-hmm. He goes to school and shoots up his classmates. You know, it makes no sense. I, I think that's a, a, a right trend for parents that buy not all youngsters' weapons, the parents that have children of that mental capacity and they know that they have not had the capacity to hold a pencil, giving them weapons that they be charged as well when that child go awry because the parents is responsible for them. Right. They got the gun for them. Right. They bought the gun and, and, and the license is in their name. It's just like right. you go buy a gun for uh, the military go buy guns for soldiers that you train to kill and you hand them right. weapons and they go out and they right. fight battle. Right. Let me ask you about President Biden and um, his foreign policies and uh, all of these things that uh, we're discussing is you and I, all three of us know where they're going and what, what, what not necessarily the outcome but the wisdom within us know, you know, right from wrong. And so far as America, I really believe in my heart, um, Representative Starwood, that America's um, power is being eroded by its internal hatred and division for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. President Biden, um, um, he has to operate from from a, a position of strength and uh, soundness of mind and things like that. But uh, he really has got to be really rooted in God to lead a country like this now. Mm-hmm. 
What's 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 your perspective on where we are so far as foreign policy? You know, I uh, I sympathize for him and really for any president because we only have so many, so much resources. You know, only resources. We don't have like unlimited resources. And we are still involved in conflict and and uh, issues that's been going on for decades. And so we just don't have soldiers in one place. We have soldiers around the world. And we're giving resources to places around the world. And then when we come back home, we are also divided here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, with how resources are being dispersed. And I think the last troops, and I, right now it's escaping me from where they, where they were, the country, but when he withdrew the last troops from yes, withdrew the last troops, it was like, oh, you withdrew too fast and so forth. And maybe so, I'm not trying to argue that. Mm-hmm. But we have to create a system where we don't become the police for the world and the parents for the world. That we do help, we do assist, but we don't try to go and fix other countries when we all we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. No, that was the great that was the great debate, you know, Vietnam War. You got blacks, you want to send to war, but you you won't even treat them like citizens when they're here. Mm-hmm. And and you know we are big calling troops when they go into war. We're big saying our sons and daughters until they come back and need resources. And then we treat them like they don't exist. And so I think the greater challenge is how do we begin to scale back um, and not try to be so involved? Because there are some countries who hate us um, because they feel that we have influence there, their elections, you know. We were upset the election before because we thought the Russians interfered, and they may have. Some things have been proven. But we have to ask ourselves, how many times have we interfered in the election of other countries? <laughs> what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to have to pull back kind of and refocus. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Michael, um uh, this question here is, uh, I would like you to deal with it as well with uh, Brother Charlie, and that is prison reform. Um, I know y'all may have touched on it briefly, but um, how is it that a, a country like America continue to incarcerate somebody and give them life without parole for a rape conviction, a rape conviction? And a judge and jury and everybody sentenced him and lock him behind bars. And there wasn't even a rape kit done. How is that possible? No DNA. No genitalia swab. I mean, how do you do that? And still call yourself a criminal justice system. That's an atrocity. I don't care if they're black, white, pink, purple. Legal diagnostic centers, do what you're supposed to. And if you ain't got nothing, let them go. Right. 
And it's a money making thing, y'all. I'm, I'm, y'all go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm going to come in right here. Uh, I believe uh, uh, since uh, I am over a lot of human rights and reform programs with NAB, uh, that that's one of my main pet peeves. We might get just a little feedback from me, and I promise you all, the next interview we will not have no feedback. I'm getting brand new phones. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. As a matter of fact, I've, I've already ordered them. I should have some new phones. I was just going to board meetings and y'all showed up. I, you, <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk when I hit my stuff. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, but yeah, we 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 have some some major issues when it comes to. Uh, presenting the facts and, and see to me, especially being a uh, a graduate, a grad law student, is all about the facts. It's not. It's about the truth, the facts, and the fact of the matter. It's not about theory. It's not about a hearsay. It's about the facts. You know. And one thing they teach us in, in grad school is that uh, in order for a person to come uh, forth and uh, for as a defendant, you must have enough evidence against that person. Uh, uh, to say that he's he or she is guilty or not guilty, you know, so it has to be weighed in the balance of the facts. And what we have seen thus far, especially in the American jurisprudence, is that no one has been able to present a lot, a lot of the facts, man. Uh, especially in the, in the last uh, few cases we've seen on TV and we, we've heard, heard about, it, it is not any facts. I'll give you a good example. I'm working with probably 49 uh, young men throughout system of North Carolina. And these 49 young men uh, uh, was given uh, charges like rape, uh, sexual assault, and other, and murder, including murder. Even the murder charge that one young man was given out of uh, the Charlotte area, they did not have any proof that he even pulled the trigger. trigger. Someone else pulled the trigger. Okay. And these are some of the things that, that we've been dealing with. I joined this week with uh, uh, Interrogating Justice and uh, uh, the uh, out of Montgomery, Alabama, the uh, Equal Justice out of Montgomery, and also the Innocent Project out of New York. And we are investigating on a state-by-state basis some of these claims and, uh, and why these people are giving these surrenderous sentences without facts, without even having a a fair uh, trial, you know. So these are some of the things that we raise a hair with me when it comes to our justice system, and it's just the things that's not done right, you know. And we having to uh, uh, look at this, these issues. Going back again, uh, 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 Dr. Uh, Stallworth and, and our brother Freddie Howard, I'm looking at the Jules Jones situation. That whole situation, they didn't have the facts. You know, and they didn't have the DNA. To me, DNA represents a powerful source of facts, you know, that has, that has to be identified, has to be looked at, has to be uh, examined, you know, uh, by forensics. So when you don't have that type of, of uh, 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 program in place and your state is running haphazard uh, off of hearsay, uh, you can look for any and everything that happened. That's what has happened the last 400 years in our country. You know, uh, that goes back to the Jim Crow era. That goes back to 
uh, the lynching of Emmett Till that goes back. We can go back. We can go on back. You know, and, and it wasn't about facts back then. It was about, about uh, a man of color uh, committed a crime that we think or we heard, we didn't see, or we're going to hang him. Uh, we think, we heard, we didn't see, uh, we're going to burn him on a cross. So this is the type of stuff that we have been dealing with for the last 200 years. Uh, yes, sir. So I, I'm, I'm going to ask right now because it looks like my assistant is trying to call me here. I'm going to ask uh, 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 Brother Charlie Stower, Pastor Stower, um, do you face, uh, have you, have you, your legislature talked talk about any of the prison reform programs? I know you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, some of the reform programs, but uh, what can we do to, uh, to, to really bring justice to this country when it comes to that? Yeah, I think we have to first yeah. of all, you know, these these, all, these know, basic principles, just acknowledging that where we are is not a place of justice, not a place of equality. And until we face that, first of all, the reality, uh, we're not going to be able to recover. If we don't think that is a problem, how can you fix something you don't even think exists? But the data is present. You can look at data from any any place, whether it's um, – um, uh, you know, uh, the people we kill on death row or whatever, you will see how unjust it is uh, toward persons of color. We did a research here and passed the law in which we repealed the death penalty in Connecticut. But the research showed that your color was the number one leading factor or indicator as to if you received a, a, the death penalty. It was two. Your your color and the color of the victim were the leading indicators as to if you received the death penalty. Uh, and it showed over and over again, if you were a person of color and, and the victim was a white person, you got the death penalty. And that was in, you can't lie about numbers, you know, that's black and white. So, and so we were able to repeal the death penalty here. Uh, and so I think that there are even other issues that we have to look at, you know, down, you know, as, as we come down at how we, you know, you destroy a person's life, whether it's three strikes and you're out or, or whatever. But I think on the federal level, I know Vance Jones uh, is working with a, uh, a great program of trying to get some people uh, out of prison. I'm not saying somebody who raped somebody or a mass murderer in which it was proven without doubt that was not tainted by a, um, a tainted jury or something. But I'm talking about those those uh, misdemeanor, those those crimes that were somebody, you know, had too much pot on them or something. We, we have to figure out how to reform our society rather than just throwing everybody in prison because it is costing like crazy uh, when you look at it that it's cheaper to send a person to college than it is to keep them in prison. I mean, that alone should be like a wake-up call. <laughs> like, okay, maybe we, and I'm sure we do need prison, but do we need these kind of, kinds of numbers, persons in prison especially, impacting one uh, particular uh, racial identity over another. So I thank you for the work that, that, that you are doing and your organization is doing 
because, you know, for us, it, it has also been uh, many times we have either no no um, representation or poor representation. And so I think when you have attorneys uh, 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 your group and others who are there, uh, knowledgeable and, you know, who can help this, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a great benefit. Well, that's all. We're glad that we're able to be. Um, hey, y'all, I'm going to step away a minute. I'm going to step away a minute. Y'all keep right on going, okay? We got uh, 35 minutes of uh, live streaming time, over two hours streaming time. So we got 35 minutes. So y'all y'all take your time and close when you get ready. And then, but I'm going to step away for a minute. Brother Fred, I just want to thank you but before you step away for what you are doing with this broadcast. It is awesome, powerful. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, um, I, in my clientele, I have one paying customer out of over 20 years. One paying customer. Wow. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for that one. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'm going to step away a minute. Appreciate it, uh, uh, Dr. Starr. Yes, sir. So, Reverend, what, how is your group working with different states, or are you at that point of working with different states? Because, you know, all of us dealing with some of the same issues. Right, right. And and I, I am working with different states. As a matter of fact, uh, we're working with uh, the state of Ohio. Uh, my uh, Deputy Commissioner of Human Rights, uh, Reverend Clayton Howard, uh, he's in uh, Ohio. Uh, we're working with uh, California and uh, Sacramento and Yuba City, California. We have what we call the, my raised dollar, uh, and uh, and these are main, mainly college students uh, studying criminal justice. Um, they're part of the race dialogue team uh, from Yuba City Community College there in, in uh, California. We're working with uh, uh, a group of young people in Atlanta, uh, activists uh, in training. Uh, they uh, we are. Uh, teaching them and mentoring them when it comes to uh, how to perform a uh, protest, how to uh, perform a uh, sit-in, a walk-out, uh, some of the old stuff that we had to learn, uh, how to uh, professionally uh, conduct themselves when it comes to uh, this modern-day uh, slavery, you know, that we, we're dealing with and everything. Uh, we're working with a group uh, also out of uh, uh, the NWCP out of uh, uh, just joined forces with us this past week. I, I was with uh, uh, Mr. Hewley, uh, the uh, co-founder of the uh, International Civil Rights Museum in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, this week. Uh, we're working in West Palm Beach, Florida last year. What Was it this year or last year? There, it was last year. I did a uh, uh, me and the city mayor of West Palm Beach, Florida, Mayor Keith, we did a uh, race uh relations uh, summit, and I want to bring that summit to every city, Pastor uh, Starworth, in America. It was so mm-hmm. much brought out in that summit. It was it was shared by uh, whites, Hispanics, blacks. We even had a, a WPTV radio uh, TV station uh, was a, a part of this summit, and we had over uh, 2,500 citizens virtually on this summit. And we had 500 in person that showed up for this summit. 
and it was a powerful tool because we talked about housing. We talked about uh, uh, the family. We talked about uh, COVID-19 during the summit. We talked about uh, education. We talked about health among blacks during the summit. And a lot of issues that, that we uh, overlooked during the, over the years was brought out during the summit. You know, how can I get for affordable housing? You know, is, is fair housing for me? You know, uh, what's uh, gentrification? You know, those are some of the issues that we uh, face on a daily basis and some of the issues that we brought out during the summit. So we uh, uh, we scheduled in December, I heard, through the grapevine to do another summit for the city of West Palm Beach, a follow-up. And uh, we, we're trying to get the city of West Palm Beach uh, to a level to say that we don't have, uh, that we're not going to tolerate uh, injustice and we're not going to tolerate uh, racial disclamatories. So uh, that's where we are, you know, and we're just reaching community by community. At one point, uh, right before Reverend Willie Blue, uh, I know you probably re- remember Reverend Willie Blue from uh, Bruton. Yes, right from uh, uh, yes. From, uh, well, really, Blue and I were good friends. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. yeah, I remember him. Yeah. I remember him. You know, when you get old, you can remember the pastor before the pastor. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I mentioned him was because uh, right before he passed, he had asked me. They called me and asked me about setting up a branch of our organization at, uh, in his community. And uh, right when he got ill, uh, uh, we were getting ready to do so. And then he uh, he, he went on uh, home. Uh, but uh, we have been reaching out to others as a part of the, that room community as well. Uh, that want to set the branch up. It's not a lot. It's uh, just a branch, you know, in a community or coming to organize a community. That's what we do. Right. Uh, uh, sometimes I like to, to get uh, the whole community involved, you know, uh, because I believe in that uh, the whole community needs to share in the things that's going on within the community, not just a, a partial people, but everybody needs to share in what's going on in the community right now, you know. So very right. important. Um, Brother Charlie, um, we are getting ready for the January issue of the Beatrice Legacy. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in um, doing a story for us um, with your legacy from Beatrice to where you are there now in uh, Connecticut? Well, I don't know how much legacy I have, but I would be more than willing to be honored to share. <laughs> so, hey, uh, uh, Micah. Tell him he got a legacy. Yeah. Tell him he got a legacy. Listen at the beauty power. I remember I remember waking up all those Saturday mornings and and the house would be filled with people getting their hair done. I remember, you know, I you know, it, it's amazing. Now you see people going to the, you know, beauty salon, they paying eighty, hundred dollars to get their hair done. I remember my mama charged two dollars and fifty cents a head. <laughs> How things have changed, ain't you? How things have changed. I 
you know, she charged two dollars and fifty cents a head, and I remember I think she went up a quarter, a quarter or something, and people got upset, asking her why was she being so expensive. <laughs> yeah, so I would, I would be more than honored to, to, to share. Miss Gullis said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Yeah, she was charging two fifty a head. She went up. They like, what? You, why you being? Why you want to be so expensive? <laughs> okay, you know, it is bad, and I tell people it is also a bottle of water. My mother, my mother froze a jug of water to take fishing with her. I said, she never imagined one day they'd be selling water like this in a bottle. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, guys. Yeah. Um, we're coming down to uh, 27 minutes, uh, 20, 26 minutes now. So um, I want you to go first, um, um, Brother Stalworth, I mean, uh, Brother uh, Michael, and closing out the program. And um, then you, uh, 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 Reverend Charles. Okay. Well, you know, I, I want to say this right here that uh, it's been a pleasure today to be on uh, the same platform with my uh, puppeteer, classmate, friend, uh, longtime buddy. Uh, we go way back, man. We go back to, um, like you said, back to that that beauty shop, man. I mean, we go back there. Share <laughs> uh, some good times, you know. Uh, growing up in the ministry. Uh, we kind of uh, went, went out of separate ways doing what the Lord had called us to do, what the Lord has uh, destined, destined us to do, you know. And uh, uh, But he's a God that will bring us all back together one way or another. He, he allows for us to come back together. We thank God for that, you know. We thank God for his mighty hands being on our lives. You know, uh, right before I, I go further, I want to mention this right here. One other brother that we did mention that's a part of, uh, of us as well is Reverend... Uh, Eugene Stahl, or Eugene Marshall. Yes, yes. Well, yes. And I want all all of us to get together one day uh, in our business schedule, just kind of have a little little reunion, get together, and uh, share. And that would be wonderful, you know. That would be wonderful. Uh, I I really believe that. Uh, Eugene was right there along with us. He, He started preaching behind Reverend Stahl, probably. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So, so, um, I want to say this right here. The most powerful thing that we still have is love and unity. When we come together as a people, Dr. King said it himself, when we come together as a people, we are able to move mountains. Things are, will begin to happen. You will see change in this country. When we as a people, putting God first, and we as a people begin to come together and pray and, and do the things that God has ordained us to do, you know, then we will see mighty changes take place. You know, uh, it's time out for us with the bickering and, and, and the church and, and bickering in the community about what's not being done. But let us support things that's being done on a positive measure. And even we can move that negative and turn that negative into a positive. Amen. Mm. 
So, mm-hmm. that's, Amen. that's what the National Association of Black Defenders is about. That's what our church is about. That's what our family is about. You know, making a difference uh, even in times like these. So, my brothers, I want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, Brother Freddie Howard, uh, man, love you with all my heart, man. You you open some doors here with the, with the broadcast and everything, and, and the Lord is, is moving in a mighty way within the broadcast. Even even right now, he's moving in within this broadcast. We thank God for it. Uh, Brother uh, Pastor Reverend Dr. Charlie Starwood, we thank you, man. Uh, always think about you in our travels and our studies and in what we do and everything. And I'm looking forward to that day we come together and we can sit down at the welcome table and, 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 and as we used to say in old school, break bread together. Amen. Mm. Amen. So I'm looking forward to that, brothers. Well, awesome. Also, awesome. Thank you, so, thank you so much. And thank you, Reverend, as we talked the other week. It's, it's been a long time <laughs> uh, running around during youth days uh, back in Monroe County and, and and beyond and uh other wonderful opportunities to preach and to share and to and to learn. So it's good being on uh these past two hours with you and to Brother Freddie, thank you so much for this avenue that you are providing right there from the metropolis of Beatrice, Alabama. <laughs> uh to to give echo and uh it's just amazing that that you know, we get to share because all uh, broadcast outlets would not permit us or allow us the opportunity to say what we've been able to say here. So I, I want to thank you. And I just want to say for all of those who were, who were listening, will listen, uh, is that the fight continues. Uh, it, it involves our community, but it also involves our larger community, the country in which we in which we live. So we have to keep asking people to register to vote, keep asking people to get up and go vote, and keep being uh, concerned uh, about the things that involve us because when we deal with health disparities, whether high blood pressure, diabetes, or even COVID, the impact is felt greater in our communities. When we deal with the economic impact, it's felt greater in our communities. When you deal with the emotional uh, impact, and we know black folk don't like to do counseling, you know, the impact is in our communities more so than anywhere else. And so we have to keep fighting um, remain determined and and keep in mind that God can do the greatest through the least of us. And the very time you think you are not having an impact is when you are touching a life and having the greatest impact. So I'm just I'm happy to have been here and, and excited uh, 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 to have been here to be to to have been invited. So just thank you so much, and I say to each of you, to both of you, just just keep up the great work you're doing. All right. All right. Uh, Dr. McCorvey, um, we got 20 uh, minutes left, so um, whenever you hand it off to me, I'm going to close it out with uh, uh, with music. I'm going to play uh, uh, part two of a uh, CD called Boycott. When it's talk, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King's CD was on that, so uh, we're going to close it out with that. Whenever, yeah, uh, you get you hand it off to me. Okay. All right. Uh, we we want to again. We want to thank you, radio listeners, and uh, our uh, producers, and all of uh, our uh, internet friends for tuning in today to uh, listen to uh, one of our very own uh, pastor friends and uh, confidant, 
uh, Reverend Dr. Charlie Stallworth of um, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, for, um, formerly of Beatrice, Alabama, uh, the Metroplex there in Beatrice. Uh, so glad to have him with us today on this broadcast. Uh, we, we want to also thank uh, uh, Brother Freddie Howard. And it's so coincidental the Lord brought us together that we're on the same station from the same small town and from <laughs> the same church. <laughs> God is awesome. God is awesome. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So at this particular time, uh, if, if no more could be said, I'm going to uh, – uh, we're gonna we're gonna pray, and uh, and then we're gonna turn it back over to uh, Brother uh, Howard to uh, close it out with music. <clears throat> Father God, we come this uh, this morning thanking you, Lord, for your uh, eternal blessings and all the things that you have done for us down through the years. Father God, we thank you for being with us through all the things that we've been through and all the things that we've seen, and and Lord, you continue to be with us. And we thank you for being with us. Father God, we thank you for being that light in a dim world. Father God, we pray that through our leadership, through the things we do, through the things we say, but most of all through the life we live, that others can see that light. And, and you will get the glory, Lord, for everything that we do. Lord, help us to help others to see the light. Help us to help others to turn the life around. Help us to help others to cross that bridge. Father God, we pray that through uh, our uh, economic leadership and our political leadership and through our community leadership that we can come together as one and stand tall and stand firm on your word and continue the message that all men were created equal and that there's equal opportunity for all men. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we love you. And Jesus' holy name we pray. Lord, I thank you for my brothers this morning. Lord, we thank you for them, Lord Jesus. Continue to bless them, Lord Jesus, in their occupations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Brother Charlie, you be safe. You too, Michael. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Right. I'll be thank listening in for the rest of the broadcast. All right. First, let me say we want to thank all that's uh, been here with us today. Um, Dr. McCorvey of the National Association of Black Defenders, and uh, he's right there in Washington, D.C. Um, Dr. C.L. Stalwart, Dr. Charlie, he's come up right here in uh, Beatrice and preached down at Antioch as a kid. In fact, both of them did. And uh, God has blessed them and continue to bless them as they battle the wages which God has given them and the battles in which God has given them. We're going to go to uh, part uh, one of a program that we did called Barcott. Uh, it runs 48 minutes. It's going to take up a, uh, a part, portion of this. We have still have an hour and 16 minutes of streaming time left, so, so we should be able to get the whole uh, broadcast in. So on behalf of all of us here at Housey Internet Radio, located in Beatrice, Alabama, you can find us on Facebook, Reverb Nation, uh, mixed cloud, <clears throat> uh, our stage, and oh, by the way, I didn't mention it, but I have a song. It's called uh, uh, "Chasing a Rainbow." Uh, on the world stage of our stage, of our stage, I am uh, the hottest song. That song has been on there for seven or eight years. 
I have the hottest song on there worldwide. Please listen to a song called Chasing a Rainbow. And it's all about keeping the faith. Once you start on the challenge, you stay faithful. You keep working at it. And uh, follow your dream, your vision. If it's a, being a football player, being a doctor, being a lawyer, being an Indian chief, whatever God has placed on your mind and the vision for you to, to achieve, you stay focused and keep working at it. And, and God in his time will reveal that vision to you and live and living color in your life. Stay faithful to your vision. We're going to go to the program called Boycott. Enjoy. Don't you be afraid.
never die. The finance company just fade away. Book of Revelation, uh-huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst any more. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away yes, every tear from their eyes. Yes, Get ready for the revolution.
Thank you, Jesus. When all of God's children, thank you, Jesus. When we get together, hallelujah. What a day of healing Thank you, Father. Nothing but love, joy, and peace. When all God's children, have mercy, Father. When we get together, talking my Thank you, Jesus. Wait a minute. I got something I want to say right here. Well, in my father's house, there is a little table. And on that little table, there is a little book. And in that little book, there is a piece of writing. Have mercy, Lord, and nothing read that writing. But the holy, holy, sanctify when all God's children, when they get together. Sing it with me. 